Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. Welcome back. I am not sure where you are as you listen to this, but if you have some measure of privacy, and even if you do not, I encourage you to repeat after me a phrase in the biblical Hebrew. Are you ready? Shout this out, or at least whisper it. Nefesh kaya. Again, nefesh kaya. Got it? Okay, one more time. Nefesh kaya. This is important to know. In English, nefesh kaya is translated as living being or living soul in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. I am reading that. Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Living being there is our phrase nefesh kaya, and the nefesh speaks of the soul. And here's the thing. Both animals and human beings have nefesh. Both have souls. It is very biblical to teach that animals have souls. I will prove it to you from the text itself. Genesis 1, part of verses 20 and 21. Then God said, Let the waters teem with swarms of living creatures. Living creatures, in reference to these animals, reflects the Hebrew nefesh kaya. Verse 21, God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves. Living creatures, in reference to these animals, reflects the Hebrew nefesh kaya. And part of Genesis 1 verse 20, Then God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind. Well, living creatures, in reference to these animals, reflects the Hebrew nefesh kaya. So animals have souls. And now I will read Genesis 2 verse 7 again to make sure you capture that men and women also have souls. Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. That term living being reflects the Hebrew nefesh kaya. Man has a soul. In fact, in some translations of the Bible, living being reads living soul. Here's the key. While both man and animals have souls, the human soul and the animal soul are different. And the reason they are different is because the animals were created by God as living creatures. But for human beings, it is not until God breathes life directly into man that man becomes a living being, a living soul. First, God breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life. Then man became a living being. Man does not become a living being until God breathes life into him. This is different from the animals, and this again demonstrates that man is a far superior being to the animal. Let me highlight the differences. The biggest is this. 
The soul of an animal is not eternal. The soul of man and woman is eternal. I have news for you and bad news for some of you who believe you will see your perished pet one day again in heaven. Every man and every woman lives forever. There is eternal life. One will either live forever in heaven or live forever in hell. The human soul is eternal, but the animal soul is not eternal. God gives us the animals for the here and now only. Once the animal dies, that's it. No eternal life. Well, now I am in trouble with some of you. I am unable to provide biblical support to the idea so many of you have that your true best friend, Dudley the dog and Chloe the cat, who are no longer with you, that somehow they will live forever and you will see them again. I really do hate to break this to you because I am also a big animal lover. But according to the scripture, the animal soul differs from our soul in this regard. Theirs is not eternal. Pets are great. For most of my life, I have been more of a dog person, but we fostered a cat for a year and I really loved her. She was so heavy, a real fat cat. And I must admit that I snuck her more than a few temptations, a little treat for kitty cats. Her favorite was the chicken flavor. I will never forget the day we took her to her new home. I came back and wept. She lives with my mother-in-law now, so we still get to see her, but it's not the same. Imagine that. Me, a dog person, weeping over a cat. Anyway, I can absolutely relate to you if you have experienced the joy of having a furry little friend. Such sweet companions they are. I believe God gifts them to us to comfort us, to encourage us, to give us joy. But they are only with us here, not there. This scripture helps. I'm quoting Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 21. This is Ecclesiastes 3.21. Who knows that the breath of man ascends upward, and the breath of the beast descends downward to the earth? This is saying that whereas we live forever, animals descend down to the earth. We bury them in the ground, and they cease to exist forever. Animals are not people, too. People are far more important than all the other creatures God has made. The human soul is eternal. Not so with all the animals. If you do not like that, and the secret truth is, I really do not like it either, then do what I do and take it up with God. We are highlighting differences between the soul of animals and the soul of human beings, and here is the second one. While the soul is the animating force in both animals and humans, only the soul in a person provides the following. A conscience, logic, reason, the ability to think, the will and emotions as well as all the rest that goes with being human. And a third key difference is this. Men and women are made in the image of God. Our soul reflects the unique relationship we have with the living God. But animals were not, are not made in the image of God. This has bearing on their soul. Think of it this way. 
death affects every living creature, every living being. God's entire creation was corrupted when Adam and Eve chose to sin in Genesis chapter 3. Because of sin, animals die and people die. But when the Son of God, Jesus Christ, came into this world, He lived and He died and He came back to life again so that the sins of men and women will be forgiven. Jesus did not sacrifice His life for animals. Jesus did not come as the God-animal. No, Jesus sacrificed his life for people. Jesus came as the God-man. Why? Because only people have eternal souls that reflect being made in the image of God. Only we are the pinnacle of God's creation. Here is another verse that can help you understand what the Bible means by what it says. I'm thinking of the Apostle Paul's words to the church in Corinth. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 39 says this, All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one flesh of men, and another flesh of beasts, and another flesh of birds, and another of fish. That's true. Animal flesh and human flesh are different, and so are the souls. Both animals and people are nefesh kaya, but there are vast differences between the two kinds of souls. Taking what we have said thus far, obviously there are implications for our argument against biological evolution. If, if, the man's body actually derived from an animal's body in some kind of evolutionary process, then, according to that false argument, the man would already have possessed the nephesh. But please notice in the Bible, Genesis 2-7 says, man became a living being. Man became a living being, a living soul, when God gave him the breath of life. Man was not already a living being, a living soul, before that. As 1 Corinthians 15.45 says, So also it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living soul. The emphasis is on the word became. The evolutionist says the man's body derived from an animal's body in an evolutionary process. For that to be true, the man would already have possessed the nephesh. But the Bible contradicts. Man became a living being, a living soul, when God gave him the breath of life. Man was not already a living being, a living soul before that. Friends, the first man received his soul directly from God, not from the animals. And by the way, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 45 affirms that Adam really was the first man. I will read this part of this verse for you again. So also it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. The first man, Adam. Some love to suggest a pre-Adamite man. No. Again, basing our opinions in the perfect and infallible word of God, we say no. Adam was the first man. Well, there are a few more things I want to touch on regarding evolution. 
Please stick with me. I am prayerful that what I am passing along to you will be useful in your conversations with those who adhere to evolution, accounting for human origins. A little more time on this, and then we will move on to talk about sex and gender. Please be with us. Invite others to join us. And let's gather together next time. For God is... Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.